I'm Jack Draper. Shout out to Quality Shot Tennis. Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. Carlos Alcaraz versus Yannick Sinner preview and prediction video for the ATP Miami Open semi-finals. This is going to be arguably the match of the tournament in some people's eyes. Yes, at Indian Wells it was straight sets but it was still incredibly exciting and they've had some fantastic battles in the past. Before we get into it though, Remember to that like button, do subscribe if you're new, and also do, do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. On top of that, over 80% of you are still not subscribed. Please do hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything, I promise, and it just means that you get alerted to new content as well. And hit the like button if you're enjoying the video, of course, as well. Uh, thank you to all our members. We really do appreciate you. Let's get into it. So what we're going to do, as usual, is talk about both players in terms of their form, the head-to-head, how the match has gone in the past, and then also break down tactically and strategically how the match is going to play out. And then ultimately, I'll give you guys my prediction. It's the number one seed in Carlos Alcaraz versus number 10 seed in Yannick Sinner. But they're both very good friends. Uh, Sinner is a 21-year-old who turned pro at the same time as Alcaraz, who's 19 as well. Alcaraz, of course, with the US Open victory. So a grand slam to his name, Sinner. You know, looking to... I think pave his own path, he said as well. So I think he knows it's not going to be maybe as easy for him as it has been for Alcaraz. Alcaraz has matured, I think, a lot quicker in certain aspects of his game. If we look at the head-to-head, the head-to-head is actually 4-2. That's if you include challenges. If we're just going to include the ATP uh, matchups, then it's 3-2 to Alcaraz. And if we look at the specific matches and past meetings, you can see here uh, the most recent one was only a week and a half ago or a week ago at uh, Indian Wells. Uh, 7-6-6-3 to Alcaraz, a very, very exciting match. The first set was really tight, I have to say. Alcaraz edged the tiebreaker, though. Alcaraz then also beat Sinner at the US Open when he went on to win his maiden Grand Slam, beating him in five sets. Sinner was two sets to one up. It was a really, really tight match. You can see there as well. Two tiebreakers, a 7-5 to chucked in there as well. And then Sinner, before that, had a good run where he had beaten Alcaraz uh, two times... Uh, not just on the clay in Umag, beating him in three sets and uh, double breadstick there as well, but also at Wimbledon, which was even more important, you feel, four sets there. And of course, was two sets to love up against Novak Djokovic in the quarterfinals, but went on to lose that match in five. Uh, before that, Alcaraz had beaten him in Paris in a very tight match, 7-6, seven, 7-5. Seven, and then you can see here three-rounder in Alicante and ATP Challenger, which I don't think we can really look into that too much. And in all honesty, I don't think we can really look into any of these results apart from maybe the Indian Wells one recently because that's so recent and potentially the US Open one as well. But we can talk about some of the patterns of play we've seen and how maybe that might change in this match. Let's talk about form though before we talk about it from a tactical standpoint. So Alcaraz has been in really good form. He hasn't lost a hardcore match this year. Didn't play the Australian Open due to injury, but played Indian Wells and his first hardcourt tournament went on to win it. He's now made a semi-final of Miami here where he's the defending champion and looking to complete the Sunshine Double for the year after completing the career Sunshine Double after winning Indian Wells last week. On top of that, you know, the Spaniard has looked in he's looked like he's been in scintillating form. He really has. Uh, on the clay, he looked good starting out and then now uh, he's back onto the hard court before the clay court swing and he just looks in really good form. I mean, against Taylor Fritz, it was an absolute 
uh, I mean, it was carnage. It really was played incredibly well, Carlos Sacras. Look at this, 19 winners to one unforced error. I mean, that's almost as perfect as you're going to get it in terms of uh, performance from Carlos Sacras. Incredible against Taylor Fritz. And if he brings that type of form into this match, Sinner better watch out, I tell you that. Uh, because against anyone, I think that's, uh, that is close to unbeatable type of hitting. Uh, Alcaraz and also beat Tommy Paul 6-4-6-4, very tight one. Dusan Lejevic, Bagel and a, bre- and a tiebreaker there as well. Another Bagel against Bagnus in the first set and the 6-2 second set victory. Uh, you can see here beat Medvedev in the final of Indian Wells. That was a very comprehensive victory. For Sinner, he's looked good. He's looked very good. Beat Rusevori in straight sets, 6-3, 6-1. Rublev was a very good victory as well, 6-2, 6-4. Dimitrov has been in some decent form, 6-3, 6-4. And Jez, 6-4, 6-2. And you can see lost to Carlos Alcaraz last or a week and a half ago. He had beaten Taylor Fritz, though, in three sets on the way to that matchup. Vavrinka, who's in form, and Manorino. Uh, and Gasquet. So, not some, not some pretty good, some pretty good wins to his name. So let's talk about it then. Let's talk about what everyone wants to discuss, and that's how does the match play out. Now, TNS predictor says 69% here. I think that's a little bit ambitious for Alcaraz to say that he has uh, over a two-thirds possibility of beating Sinner. He's playing great tennis, but Sinner, given the head-to-head, given the matchup, and given how tight and competitive these matches are, I don't think it's quite a 50-50 given both players' form and the fact that Alcaraz has been playing so well and has won Indian Wells. But I would say, personally, it's more like 60-40, 55-45 in favour of Alcaraz um, in terms of my early probabilities as I think about it. Technically and tactically, how does it play out? Well, in the past, I'm going to talk about this more from uh, how their matchups have looked and how they're playing now and how... I think it's going to come together between both players rather than individually. The biggest point for me in the past, and I want to start with this, is the backhand to backhand exchanges, so the ad court exchanges. Because in the past, the reason why Sinner was winning those matches at Wimbledon and Umag as well was that he was peppering the Alcaraz backhand and he wasn't giving Alcaraz a lot of chances to get around that backhand and hit the into-out forehand, which we know is massive or into-in forehand. And Sinner was the one controlling the majority of the rallies. What's interesting is, if you watch the Indian Wells highlights or even the full match uh, recently, they actually get into a very similar pattern as well. And it's something that you might think, hold on, if Alcaraz was struggling with that in the past. How is he now suddenly being able to, uh, you know, have a better time of it in those areas, in those scenarios? Well, there's there's a few, there's definitely a few issues here. Now, for Sinner, that is, what's happened is since that Umag defeat, Alcaraz. I think has thought to himself, look, this is a little bit of a problem. My backhand defense on the ad corner is causing me issues. So what he's done is he has exaggerated a little bit that that corner in the way that he moves his feet, his his movement, his positioning on the ad side is a bit more exaggerated. And it means two things. One it means he's giving himself more opportunities to hit the into-out forehand, but he's giving up a little bit of uh, space on the on the juice side, on the forehand side. And that's because 
he backs himself for the running forehand or to defend on the forehand side. Now, you might say, okay, that's a bit risky because, you know, he's now kind of opening himself up a little bit more on that side to get attacked. There's been a lot of points where people have gone into that forehand side. Now, you have to either really, really cream the ball into that corner and make sure that you're hitting it with a lot of lot of pace into a corner on the forehand side, or you need to find a really good angle. Otherwise, Alcaraz, as we've seen in the last week and a half, will get there on the stretch and whip a forehand down the line, cross court, pass you, and it just it's incredible and breathtaking to watch at times. So he's backed himself there, and what that's meant is he's been able to hit more forehands on the ad court. Uh, so into out forehands for the most part, some into in forehands as well. Um, although that does then really open you up to the forehand cross, of course. Um, and he, that might put him in a bit more trouble. But if he goes into in, he goes big into in. The other thing he's done, and he did it at the US Open against Sinner, was in some exchanges uh, in the past, Sinner would boss the backhand to backhand and then go line first. He'd be dictating the play there. Now, at the ad side, it's not so much the case anymore. Um, in that US Open victory, Alcaraz tried to go line first and dictate the points. He tried to be the one getting out of that little pattern, and he tried to keep uh, Sinner from like just continually peppering that side. Um, he just thought, look, you know what? I'm not going to get caught in this pattern of play uh, on the back foot, on the backhand side, because defensively, He's definitely improved in the backhand defense. Uh, well, in his backhand defense from the ad side, but it's still not to the level of a Djokovic or maybe even a Zverev or a Medvedev. I don't think it's quite there yet. It's getting there, but it's still not quite there. But what he does do very well on the backhand side is attack. So what he said is, look, I'm going to take a slightly more risk. I'm going to go line first. And if the opportunity presents itself and the person, i.e., for example, Sinner at Indian Wells, is not going to hit with enough angle and pace to put me on the back foot, I'm going to go for a little bit extra on my backhand and try and find the angle or go line first. And that's what I noticed at the Indian Wells. Well, as if I was there. <laughs> that's what I noticed when they played each other at Indian Wells was that Alcaraz was willing to hit bigger on the backhand side than Sinner at times. And it meant that he... I think, you know, part of that is probably down to the fact that he's feeling the ball really nicely in the last you know, month, two, three weeks. So that makes a massive difference, of course. But I think it's also down to the fact that he has more intent, I think, in those exchanges now as well against Sinner. He knows that if he if he just gets into a rallying backhand to backhand exchange, Sinner is going to eat him alive at times. That's exactly what will happen. Sinner will have the advantage. So he needs to be a bit proactive in those exchanges and really try to get onto the front foot. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect then is that we can talk more generally about the serve return dynamic, etc. If I'm being honest with you, I don't think anyone's particularly edges the serve return dynamic. I actually think Sinner is a better returner generally than Alcaraz, I would say, uh, from what I've seen. But Alcaraz is a better server. So I think it kind of levels itself out. Um, I think Alcaraz is going to try and drag Sinner out with a slice serve on the juice side and the kick serve on the ad side, um, try and get Sinner in uncomfortable positions. The one thing he needs to be careful of, though, is that Sinner has arguably the top two, top three running back, running forehand, sorry, even in the world. Uh, and running backhand, to be honest with you. Both sides, he's just so good on the run uh, that 
Alcaraz will need to be careful uh, going into that side. He needs to make sure he's really uncomfortable, really on the stretch, and it's not. It doesn't give him enough time to hit a clean running forehand. He needs to hit with a lot of pace. I think Alcaraz there as well. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. There's a lot of exchanges uh, in the ad court. Then opened up, both players coming to the net, drop shots, lobs, all sorts. And that's what made it so exciting to watch. And that's why I'm so excited for this match. Alcaraz, we know, is going to utilize the drop shot when he pushes Sinner back. And we know it's going. he's going to have success because no matter how athletic you are, and it, he might have varying success, but he's going to have success to some degree. Um, whether it's a Djokovic or a Sinner and these fantastic movers or someone who's maybe not as good a mover. Similarly, though, Sinner, I saw utilize a drop shot at times as well. I think that's actually a pretty good option. Now, he has to be careful because the issue is the lob. Alcaraz's lob. It's not even the passing shots because, yes, he can pass you with incredible passing shots. And we saw it and have seen it for the last few weeks and throughout his career, really. It's more the lob that I think is the massive danger because at times he'll drag you forward with a drop shot. Then he'll lob you. And it might even be a, a, a lob volley or a normal lob. And a couple of the points in Indian Wells, I think Sinner was probably thinking, I don't know what else I can do. There's one point where Alcaraz came to the net and Yannick Sinner hit a beautiful backhand right at the feet of Alcaraz. It was a really tough half volley. Alcaraz makes the half volley and then Sinner goes forehand cross, tries to pass Alcaraz with pace, doesn't find the best angle. Alcaraz hits a forehand volley into the ad. Uh, ad side, right into the corner. You know, Sinner goes backhand and then he, uh, Alcaraz goes, okay, lo- he goes uh, drop shot again. And Sinner gets there, he hits a backhand slice down the line and then Alcaraz lobs him. And it's a ridiculous lob. I mean, it clips the baseline. Sinner is thinking, I don't know what I could have done better there. And I'm watching it thinking, I don't know what you could have done either, to be honest. So, that that's something to bear in mind. Bear in mind. I think. Look, Sinner can't be scared to come to the net, though. So he should come forward when he can. I just think he needs to be a bit smarter about how he approaches the net, as well. Uh, I think he needs to vary up the approach shots, um, the sides, and also the spin uh, slice at times as well. I think he needs to have a bit of variation, try and disrupt the rhythm of Alcaraz, because I just feel with Alcaraz, it's very difficult once he's in a rhythm to break it. Uh, so we'll see how both players fare there. Forehand to forehand. Sinner has a massive forehand, by the way. This is very, very good. But Alcaraz just seems to be that slight level above. So I don't think we're going to see Sinner trying to engage on a lot of the forehand to forehand exchanges. I think he'll try and go line first, in all honesty. Um, and then on the returns, I saw Sinner going really, really big. And same with Alcaraz. And I think Alcaraz had more success in the second serve return points. Alcaraz uh, didn't go line but he went cross court with a lot of pace went big for the second serve return and Sinner's second serve is a little bit iffy it's probably not got enough on it he needs to make a high percentage of first serves in this match I think to give himself a really good chance Uh, for Alcaraz uh, Sinner wasn't maybe timing the second second serve return as much as he would like um, as well as he would like and that could be a real real difference maker, I think, in this matchup. So let's see how it plays out. But I think it's going to be really exciting. I do think Alcaraz will come through. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sinner turns it on either, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think it'll be three sets. I think it'll be a tight, tight match. But I think Alcaraz will come through just uh, just because of what I saw at Indian Wells. 
and the fact they only happened not too long ago. But you never know. Sometimes the the person who's lost flips the script because they know how to adjust, and the person who won can be a little bit complacent, thinking, "Well, I've just beaten him, so should be same again." I don't think Alcaraz will think that, but. I think Sin will be really hungry to get this victory. So let's see if he can level up the head-to-head, at least on the ATP tour, to 3 all. Let me know your thoughts on who you think is going to win and why. And also leave a like, subscribe, share the videos, all that good stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well, and we'll see you on the next video.